Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, flying solo here today to talk to you about wide receiver strength of schedule and an update to the PPR cheat sheet, the ultimate draft cheat sheet for PPR leagues, where if you follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper, an expert quality draft is guaranteed to version 1.7 that I'm about to put in over at rosterwatch.com. We'll run a few simulations using that sheet. Not not too many tweaks, just a couple. I, I did some stuff that we'll talk about with um, on Johnson and Mark Ingram. I did some stuff with Dante Moncrief. Um, did some shuffling around with uh, Dante Pettis and with Deshaun Jackson in their respective areas of the structure of the, of the sheet. I'll explain my reasons why once we kind of get to that part. But first, I wanted to remind you guys, if you're interested in a pro membership at rosterwatch.com, for one, go get one. (laughs) Please support us. This is our job. Uh, We love bringing you the podcasts. We see that more and more of you are starting to tune in. It's beginning to be redraft season, and we'd love to see it. Um, But if for some reason, you know, you can't afford a pro membership at Rosterwatch, which I find hard to believe because it's it's very affordable and cheap, especially considering you get the DFS uh, content all rolled in with it. Preseason DFS, nobody does that, you know, aside from a separate package that costs you like $59. A whole year of Rosterwatch with all the NFL draft stuff and everything else combined with all the DFS stuff, preseason DFS, all the pro podcasts, like everything. I think it's like $39.99. And that price could be being raised soon. Not that you heard me say it here. But if you're interested in that and getting it at that price and getting locked in, you might want to uh, you might want to consider getting a pro membership before the month of July. With all that said, <laughs> with all that said, if you want to get one for free, leave a comment, a rating, and review in Apple Podcasts. And once we get to 400 reviews and ratings in Apple Podcasts, we're going to select a group of you guys to give pro memberships to. Just remember to leave your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle there in the uh, review so we know how to get in touch with you to let you claim your prize if you do win. We're like halfway to our goal. We started out with like 300 uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We are now, I believe, at 345. So you guys are kicking ass. We appreciate it. Once we get to 400, uh, that was our goal. We will start awarding those prizes. So in Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review if you find these podcasts valuable. And of course, the best thing you can do to support us is getting a pro membership at rosterwatch.com, where you can look at the new strength of schedule tools that I put up. And so people get confused about this. I just kind of like to explain it. There's two different strength of schedule tools for wide receivers. One is the 2019 projected individual wide receiver versus cornerback cumulative matchup rankings for the top 55 in ADP. <laughs> Do you want me to just say it again? The 2019 projected individual wide receiver versus cornerback cumulative matchup rankings, top 55 ADP. The other one is called, let's see here, the uh, unit grid, the 2019 team wide receiver unit strength of schedule rankings. Okay, and so here's the difference. Like every week on the matchup tool at rosterwatch.com, one of the many tools that you get weekly in season that will walk you through your fantasy football season in a simple step-by-step fashion to get you to your fantasy football playoffs if you use the tools. 
the matchup tool is one of the most popular tools, and on it you'll see that um, each week every matchup for every position in fantasy at the you know the the, the main the non IDP positions you know quarterback, wide receiver, uh, running back, tight end are all graded from like the best to the worst, right? And, and those those change from week to week because we take into account a lot of stuff for you know. For the running backs, for example, if a team is like a 14-point favorite, that's a huge deal for the matchup, even if, say, the defense, the run defense is one where we have the players graded as having high run stop percentages or graded as um, graded as players that we really liked in the process. If, they're, um, if our uh, model and our algorithm for determining these matchups show that the defensive side of the football is more athletically skilled than what they have on the offensive line, et cetera. Those are all things that the matchup tool takes into consideration. It's not just fantasy points against. It's not just schedule-adjusted fantasy points against, both of which are things that we definitely use. Um, but it's, it's just a it's – a, it's our own proprietary formula that's been really, really helpful, right? So – but that's a week-to-week tool. We, and so it's really hard to project over the course of a season what these matchups are going to look like from week to week. It's, it's why we sometimes say to use a little bit of caution when we use these uh, matchup projections on the unit side because it has, it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have so much to do with the actual week-to-week context of, of what, we're, what we're seeing. Also, we can just let's just give an example. So um, let me just pull up the unit worksheet here. So let's take, for example... Like, I'm just trying to see one that's kind of an anomaly here. So, like, take take Detroit, right? The Detroit Lions, they show up as, like, a mediocre sort of matchup for opposing wide receivers, even though one opposing wide receiver is going to have a lot of trouble because they're going to get Darius Slay, who we have graded as a really, really good, you know, really good corner in this league. The, 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 the reason why is because if you look at who else that the – the reason why they only grade out as mediocre on the whole for the unit is because you also have uh, Justin Coleman, who actually Justin Coleman is, actually grades out pretty well too, is a tougher than average matchup. But it's looking like right now at the slot, they're going to have Tease Tabor guarding the slot wide receivers now that Quandre Diggs has moved to safety. And if that's the case, and this is all a projection, but if, if that's the case, that throws it off for everybody. It's like we have a score on here from uh, basically the highest score being – let me just – so the highest score uh, for any of these guys being like a 61.5, the lowest score being a 28.26. So that basically means the lower the score for the cornerback, the tougher the matchup, right? Um, if you look at what – or I'm, 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 I'm sorry, that's the – the cumulative, the average, of the actual... Okay, so 86 is the highest score. So that's the worst corner. The best corner is down here at 15.9, right? So pretty big range, right? 15.9, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible matchup. 86.03, that's an incredible matchup, okay? but So when we look at this and we see... We see that for Detroit, they have an average uh, score uh, between their three their three main corners that are going to be defending wide receivers, or at least projected. 
as defending these wide receivers of 51.06, but a median of 36.85. So when we take both those into consideration, uh, along with a few other things, when we look at the, uh, the unit rankings, we see that Detroit, it's just a mediocre matchup, right? But that doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. That's why we don't only rely on the unit rankings. We also project the, the projected individual wide receiver versus cornerback cumulative matchup rankings, meaning we go through for each week of the season and we bang our heads against the goddamn wall and we say, okay, let's just figure out how we're going to do this. We pull out all the information that we can about what's happened in previous times where these wide receivers might have faced these corners. You can find great resources like Jeff Ratcliffe's um, shadow coverage matrix over at Pro Football Focus that is a good guide for stuff like that. Uh, PFF, Sports Info Solutions, a lot of these sites also have stuff where you can go back and look and see how many routes um, were defended by this corner versus this wide receiver in the past. It was especially helpful and has always been especially helpful uh, for identifying kind of interdivision matchups. And then these matchups that are out of division where you just don't know, you know, you know how, how teams are going to handle them, you can just say, all right, well, we have three kind of archetype of receivers here. We have our X wide receiver, our you know our big number one. We have our number two, the our Z guy. We have our slot guy, right? So we figure maybe the best corner is going to be have the be on on the the X wide receiver, at least the best wide receiver, right? For the for the plurality of the routes, and by the plurality, we don't necessarily mean he's going to be on on you know on that guy for the majority of the routes. But at least the plurality, it's like, you know, even if these guys move around, you know that maybe one guy's going to be on them for 40% as opposed to 30% for the other guy and 30% for the other dude, right? So, I mean, it, it isn't an exact science, but we really spend a lot of time and take a lot of critical thought into what these are. And we, you know, we use alignment data. We use data that, you know, if this corner doesn't leave this side of the field, this wide receiver is typically on this side of the field, um, all things that all things that we use and all things that go into this particular tool it's a monster of a tool it's a, you know it, it, it took me like a week to put together and do all the research for but you know you can find it up at roster watch i'm going to give away some of the information from it right now the other thing to, you know a couple other just nuances before i get into it um, there are some situations that i don't know what the fuck's going to happen <laughs> like, you know, we got the news today out of San Francisco that it's looking like Dante Pettis is going to be the X wide receiver and Debo Samuel is going to be at the Z wide receiver for the, like, is the true number two. And if that's the case, but boy, that's awesome uh, for us. As, you know, in Dynasty, Roster Watch Nation owns a bunch of Debo. But I'm, just, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. And the way that I have this thing sort of mapped out in my own mind is that Dante Pettis is going to line up all over the place. And that, you know, we're going to if, – if we go back and look, you know, who how – we, how we've seen people handle, you know, the 49ers wide receivers last season, it's, you get a pretty good indication that he's going to see a lot of these different corners, et cetera, et cetera. Another one is, um, you know, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. Which one of those guys is going to line up in the slot? I think they'll both play out of the slot a good number of times. And so maybe, you know, for their division matchups, um, you know, you can split the difference. Like, say they're playing, they're playing against the, uh, you know, they're playing against the Redskins, right? Well, you could maybe project Josh Norman to see 
Sterling Shepard for the plurality of his routes in one of the matchups, but then you can maybe expect the rookie, Jimmy Moreland, who's been making uh, a lot of buzz there in camp, looking like he'll be the starting slot corner. And, you know, he was, he was good at the senior bowl, by the way. But maybe he'll see him for the plurality of his routes on the next one, and then by, sort of vice versa for Golden Tate. Um, so it's like for some of these, you just got you got to get it as close as you can. But it, needless to say, every projection of these starting corners went to a lot of thought. Every projection of who they're going to face off against in this top 55 ADP went into a lot of thought. And then our or no, not went into a lot of a lot of thought went into it. <laughs> they, they didn't go into a lot of yeah. They, they didn't get dropped into a big bucket of of, of thought as. As um, you would think by my description there earlier, no, but a lot of thought went into it. So here we go. Um, let's just look at the top schedules. If we're looking at these uh, cumulative schedules, because I think they're probably more important than the unit schedules. Sometimes the unit schedule—I mean, the unit schedules are going to—they're ma- going gonna to match up with the cumulative wide receiver versus cornerback schedules at times for sure. If we look at these, let's just look at the unit grades. The best, the best, here are the top five best teams, just overall teams. Just looking at the unit rankings, right? Not the individual matchup rankings, but just the unit rankings. Carolina, number one, the the best schedule of unit rankings for the defensive coverage units that its wide receivers will be facing over the course of the 16-game 2019 fantasy football season, Carolina Panthers in first place. Jacksonville Jaguars in second place. Atlanta Falcons wide receivers in third place. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers in fourth place. And Dallas Cowboys wide receivers in fifth place. Now, the, the important question is, which of those wide receivers would stand to benefit the most? Because like we talked about earlier, it's, it's not like every single time uh, every single one of those wide receivers is going to be facing the, uh, the, the best part of those matchups. The bottom five, okay, so what is that, 28, 29, 30, 31, 30. So number 28 through number 32, the, the five teams with the worst unit rankings, so the, the, the worst um, schedules against units that are going to be covering wide receivers – for the 2019 fantasy football schedule. The Houston Texans, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Kansas City Chiefs in in last place. And that begins to worry you a little bit about KC and uh, the regression that is probably set to come for Patrick Mahomes. It was was set to come before we knew any of this. Who knows? The guy is uh, is a, a... a freak and a, and a could possibly not be human. All right, so what does that mean, though, okay? What does that mean? When we look at the individual wide receiver versus cornerback matchups, we have at the very top, so and, and I'll, I'll talk about their ADP, and, and then we'll just kind of go over these guys. Larry Fitzgerald, of, all, of course, man. Whenever we do this, and I get through all this work, and I do it all, and I just all I want to see is the fruits of my labor and just hit sort, you know, Z to A, and just see how this thing shook out. Uh, it, it's always some, it's like, it's always 
some player that I wasn't even, ex- I was just completely not excited for at all. Um, and that's Larry Fitzgerald. But the fact is that there, there, there are circumstances here that are coming together for Larry Legend that make me just think that maybe we shouldn't be plugging our nose and just giving up on him completely this year, even though it seems like it's probably going to be his last year to play. I mean, if, if we think about what the play volume and how big a difference there's going to be from 2018 to 2019 with the Arizona Cardinals, and also just how what a big part of that offense the slot wide receiver is, and the fact that Larry is a veteran that Kyler Murray could probably be wise to sort of at least attach himself to from a work ethic and learning the, you know, I guess shit. Kyler might know more of that playbook at this point than Larry Fitzgerald, but just, uh, you know, a guy to be around that if there's very few players in the National Football League who, as part of a passing game, you might want to sort of have you take under their wing than Larry Fitzgerald. So that connection could develop. The slot is always going to be strong and the, the, a Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense. It just from, from watching, those off, watching those offenses all my life and the ones that were the granddaddies and the great-granddaddies are the one that Cliff ran out at Texas Tech, the slot wide receivers are the dudes in, in those. And you look and see all the terrific – so basically he's going to get – he's going to get – so he starts out going up against – probably against T's Tabor if that's who the lines are going to run out, okay? He gets uh, – he gets d- – Darquez Denard from the from the uh, Bengals. He gets uh, Haley, uh, Garrett Haley, who's going to be in the slot for the New York Giants. He'll get P.J. Williams, who's a who just can be disastrous at times for the Saints. He's going to get if, Jim, if they keep Jimmy Ward in the slot for the San Francisco 49ers, That's always uh, a, a, been a, a decent matchup there for Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to get M.J. Stewart, who's a disaster when they play uh, Tampa Bay. And, you know, he's going he's gonna to have some guys like, you know, if Kalen Reed ends up getting that job in Seattle, that's going to be his first year on the job. He's been waived over and over again at places like Tennessee. Um, that's going to be at the very least a uh, another division matchup that he'll get twice against a guy who's not a superstar. So, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm not saying we're getting much of him on the cheat sheets. I'm not saying go out and get him. I'm just saying he's got a what looks to be a really good schedule when we, we project forward here. Um, Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears. Miller time, of course. Now, see, that was one that got me pumped up to see because we're getting a ton of him. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see it. He's going to – I mean, he, he does have a couple of tough matchups. He's going to face um, – well, I mean, he, look, he's, he's, he's going to face his old teammate when they travel to Denver, I believe, in week two, the Chicago Bears. Well, he's going he's gonna to face up against Bryce Callahan. What people don't realize about Anthony Miller, and they worry about they're not, they're being more mouths to feed this year, I get that. But Anthony Miller had one of the highest slot rates in the whole NFL last season. And I just think, you know, operating out of the slot in that offense – it's going to be one where he's going to have a clearly defined role as long as his shoulder is still stuck there firmly within its socket. He's going to catch more than seven touchdowns uh, than you know what did he got last year. Uh, he's going to get McKenzie Alexander twice, and that's no good. He's going to get Desmond King once when they travel when they play against the Los Angeles Chargers. He's also going to get uh, Nico Roby Coleman. Um, who's one of the best slot corners in the league. But, you know, he's also going to get Detroit Lions, uh, Detroit Lions uh, slot corners twice. 
And um, if, if Jimmy Moreland gets that job in Washington, he'll get him once in the first three weeks of the season. He is a, he is a rookie right now. Um, let's see here. I believe – let's see. Uh, let me just look it up because I'm looking to – I'm just – I'm kind of – I don't have the actual sheet pulled up here, but I wanted to see – yeah, he could get another rookie in Trayvon Mullen uh, whenever they go up against the Oakland Raiders. That'll just depend on that'll depend on how that shakes up. So uh, he he could he could be getting two rookies in his first th- first five games of the season. And if Anthony Miller, a technician like him, two rookies in his first five games, that could spell trouble for those guys. Uh, number three on the list here, uh, Devin Funches, another guy who I was just so pumped about that we were, we've been getting a ton of exposure to. Uh, I guess he's one of the reasons why uh, Indianapolis was up so high there on the list of the of the unit uh, rankings. Atlanta, another the high up there on the list of the unit rankings, and that has a lot to do with Calvin Ridley. He has an ADP right now of, uh, let's see, cumulative ADP somewhere around 22 in PPR leagues. Um, you know, that's starting to, you know, a a lot of these guys that rank high up here on this list so far, right? Larry Fitzgerald, Anthony Miller, Devin Funches, all these guys in the top 55 ADPs have ADPs like 47, 53, and 45. The, the, the reason why is because there's a bit of a confluence when you take on this exercise in that as, as the players drop in ADP, they're correspondingly also dropping in level of talent or level of perceived talent, right? Or at least level of perceived production, right? I mean, ADP is certainly not, a, not a efficient in, um, in, in projecting production, but it is certainly our best tool for, for understanding what the perceived projection of production is. <laughs> perceived projection of production. And so... A lot of times, like what I like to see on this list is like, all right, so who are the guys with these big boy eight? Who's the guy with the big boy ADP, right? Who 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 is up kind of high on this list? And although he, he's not anywhere near as high up as these guys at the very top, Larry Fitzgerald, Anthony Miller, Devin Funches, Calvin Ridley, and then in fifth place, Julian Edelman. Uh, Julio Jones is, I mean, his ADP is number three overall. And he's in the top half of this list, which is fantastic. The only player higher than him uh, on this list as far as his projected schedule. And, man, as I'm looking at it, this thing's color-coded, going from blue to white at the midpoint and then red on the bad part. Julio Jones has a, has a pretty good schedule as far as the, as far as the actual start here. Um, so uh, certainly – find that pretty interesting whenever I look at him. It's, it's, it's Juju that's just got the monster. Um, he's going he's gonna to have a – if you have a pro membership or roster watch, go take a look at the tool. It is, it is an excellent uh, tool, and it's one that's going to help you with your, uh, with your understanding of how these schedules are going to play out for these, for these various players. We're going to talk a lot, about, a lot more about strength of schedule on upcoming podcasts. And when we do, we'll kind of get into more of the uh, more of the players sort of in the middle, some of the nuance and stuff like that. But kind of want to give you the introduction to those tools, let you know that they're up at rosterwatch.com. 
The 2019 Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy football players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it, three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet, an expert quality draft, is guaranteed. It's magical, it's mystical, it's mythical! The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet, only at rosterwatch.com. Also let you know that the, uh, the Cheat Sheet, PPR Cheat Sheet version 1.7, has been updated. Um, I haven't put it up on the site yet, but I will just as soon as I get done with this pod. I wanted to just do the pod and get it off of the old desk before getting that thing done. And I'm just going to run a simulation here using version 1.7 of the cheat sheet to show you how this thing's working. As always, if you follow the three simple rules at the very top of the cheat sheet, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. And to prove it to you, I'm just going to start a mock draft here using the simulator. It'll be a PPR League 2019 snake draft. I'll do it Byron style where we go one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex. Again, a 12-team league, I'll just randomize my draft starting position. This one will start from pick two. Is, is, is that cheating too much? I'll randomize it again. 12 pick, maybe. Maybe we'll do one from – how about this? We'll do one from two and one from, one, one from 12 and see how these different ones end up. We'll be drafting against the expert consensus at Fantasy Pros and also a composite of these different sites, the Fantasy Football Calculator Mock Draft ADP, the Fan Tracks ADP, the early My Fantasy League ADP, and the ADP at RT Sports. Start this one picking at number two. So, um, and guys, guys, I, I did get Zeke Elliott back up on the sheet a little bit. I'm beginning to worry less and less about any possible league um, discipline for him acting weird at the uh, at the EDM festival. <laughs> if if that. Um, Without that, I think it's a toss-up between him and – It's really, I, I really don't care. If I'm drafting – like, I'd, I'd rather have pick four than any of these just so I can have who falls to me between Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, and McCaffrey. But for now, if I'm having to stack them up, I, you know, we're going to have Zeke here at number two. And I think, that, I think that that's fine. I think that there are a lot of people in the industry that are beginning to warm up to Zeke as their RB1, even in PPR. So 1.2, Zeke Elliott. We'll see who's available to us here at the 2-3 turn. We need to just remember to always trust the cheat sheet and know that it's going to lead us to where the positional value is with each pick. And so if we feel like we're getting a little running back heavy, a little wide receiver heavy, we just we got to stay the course. we gotta, we got to just we, – we got we to gotta trust the magical mystery of the sheet because that's how it's constructed. Damian Williams falls to pick 211 here. Like that. And then here again, man, we're starting out kind of running back heavy. Uh, the cheat sheet will see us through. We're going to have Leonard Fournette here at pick 3.2. So, boy, what a start. That's some big dogs there. Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams. Um, let's see now what we have next. It's going to stay running back heavy, guys. And we just have to trust that the sheet is going to – the sheet has identified that value is going to fall at the wide receiver positions. Uh, Derrick Henry – Another big dog set to come to the team here at pick 411. 
At pick 5.2, our first wide receiver off the board is going to be Chris Godwin. And, hey, I'm fine with that. This is a two-wide receiver league that we're picking from here with with two flexes. So we have a little bit of versatility there to move in either direction. Another running back here at 6'11". I guess we're, I guess we're expecting a, court, a, a wide receiver run. We are going to get here uh, Mark Ingram. Another wide receiver here coming to us at pick 7.2 is Christian Kirk. So the Chris's, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk at the two starting wide receiver positions certainly do like that to go along with the running backs that we currently have in tow. At 8.11, Jared Cook will be our tight end here. And we addressed wide receiver once again with Anthony Miller. We need, come on, Chi-Chi, we need some more wide receivers. We're really locked up here at running back. We could only take maybe one or two more of these guys. Uh, and look, and these wide receivers are falling. Uh, Kiki QT falls to us here at pick 10-11. I think we're going to get a few more of these guys that have upside uh, moving forward. And here's another one is Devin Funches. So Kiki QT, Devin Funches, as we mentioned, Devin Funches has a top, what, top three schedule. Yeah, top three schedule in fantasy football next year. Uh, at pick 12-11, Kyler Murray has fallen to us, so we will take him here. And then Dante Moncrief, they, the locked, they, they say the locked-in number two at the wide receiver position. So you see what's happened. The cheat sheet has brought us back. We got a little bit worried there. We said, whoa, Zeke Elliott, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, um, Chris Godwin. And then the next pick was Mark Ingram. We say, geez, man, what does this thing know that we don't know? What it knows that we don't know is that wide receivers are going to fall. If, if that was going to happen, and we're, we're absolutely stacked with this team. Whenever I read it off to you, you'll see why. Dante Moncrief here with the 13th round pick, and let's see in the 14th round who falls to us. Generally, it's our guy Kalen Balage. Uh, did he fall this time? No, he went a little bit too early. So we can either take a backup tight end in Chris Herndon or backup, you know, let's just take Herndon here, a backup tight end. I, I mean – yeah, it's, I mean, the, the cheat sheet says to take the backup tight end in Chris Herndon. He's going to miss the first two games. So let me read you that team uh, using the cheat sheet here, going completely by the book, trusting it the whole way, even when things seem like they were getting a little bit weird at first. You'll, you'll, you'll see why this thing turned out so well. Uh, the quarterback is Kyler Murray. The running backs are Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, and Mark Ingram. The wide receivers, which we were worried about to start out, but listen to this group. It's going to be a good group. Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, Kiki QT, Devin Funches, Devin Funches, and Dante Moncrief with the tight ends, Jared Cook and Chris Herndon. That is how you draft a monster team, is where you take value as it falls to you. And sometimes you're not always going to get it to where you have a true number one running back and a true number one wide receiver. And when you can't do that, what do you do? You stack the board with value as it falls to you through the rest of the draft, which is exactly what happened here with this one. I would take this team and go to war with it absolutely any day of the week. So we picked from two on that one. We said we we're going to pick from 12 on this next one to just with the same settings, version 1.7 of the PPR cheat sheet. We'll see which players we're tending to get a lot of and sort of how this is going here and how it might look a little bit different picking here at the turn. And this, see, this is going to be fucking a lot different. The cheat sheet has us taking here at the turn because this has gone so RB heavy in the first round. Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. And we're just going to see. And we're going to cross our fingers and, again, hope and pray that the cheat sheet's going to lead us – not going to lead us astray. <laughs> I hope it's not because um, I'm here – I'm here doing the pod, and it's not. It's not. The 
next two picks, Devontae Freeman. Now I have the choice between Brandon Cooks and Derrick Henry. I already have my two elite uh, wideouts. I'm going to take Devontae Freeman and Derrick Henry. I started this team out with Devontae Freeman, Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas, Odo Beckham Jr. It's almost like I can't screw it up at this point, but let's just see who we get here at the 5-6 turn. 5-6 uh, turn, we go wide receiver, um, running back. So we get Tyler Boyd here at the turn. In one of our flex spots, we get Mark Ingram in the other one of our flex spots. This team is I'm, – I'm liking this team better than I like the other one just because it, it's, it's looking a little bit more balanced. Um, geez, we don't get this guy much. Cortland Sutton at pick 7-12. And another guy we don't get much of, James White at pick 8.1. I did do some things with James White as far as he and Sony Michelle's positioning with Sony Michelle looking like he got the offseason uh, scope. James White's the only running back in that New England backfield who has a true bona fide carved out role. So uh, let's take James White here and just continue to uh, diversify between the wide receiver and running back positions. It's been uh, a lot of real talented ones. There's a few unexpected ones so far. And look at this. I love this. Anthony Miller at the end of the ninth and then at the beginning of the tenth. This isn't going to happen for long, so enjoy it while you can. Daryl Henderson. Uh, anything happens to Todd Gurley, he'll, he'll, he'll be worth his weight in gold. Um, tenth round. It's rare we see him fall that far, but when he does, again, we're circling back, to, back and back here to the uh, – to the wide receiver and running back positions. Dante Moncrief once again falls. If you've noticed a lot of Dante Moncrief in this one, I moved him way up on the new cheat sheets with all these reports that is seeming like he's getting a ton of red zone work and looking like he's locked in as the number two in that offense behind Juju Smith-Schuster. We're going to get on board this thing quick, and we're going to make sure that we're getting exposure to him early because he's a trash man favorite. And while he was definitely never a favorite of mine coming out as a prospect, I understand that you know, he, he's, he's had seasons with, with huge, huge touchdown upside. So we could see double-digit touchdowns from him if that's the case. Uh, we're going to be wanting to take him very often in that prolific Ben Roethlisberger offense. So Dante Moncrief at 11-12. Jared Goff falls to pick 12.1. So uh, nice surprise there. We haven't taken a tight end yet, so I'll bet you we get one here. Probably Mark Andrews or – no? It wants us to take Traquan Smith. And then I guess they're just going to give us a tight end here with our last pick of the uh, last pick of the draft. And look who's falling, Delaney Walker. Well, shit, I love the sounds of that. And you know what? And if he's still hurt, fine, drop him. Pick up Mark Andrews. Pick up one of these other guys. Um, but this team is this team, now. This team is stacked. The quarterback is Jared Goff. The running backs are Devontae Freeman, Derrick Henry, um, Mark Ingram, James White, and Daryl Henderson. The wide receivers are Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Boyd, Cortland Sutton, Anthony Miller, Dante Moncrief, and Traquan Smith, with the tight end being Delaney Walker. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper. They are so easy that a toddler could follow them. In fact, I, I think that I'm. I think just to prove that point, I may have my daughter draft using the ultimate. PPR cheat sheet available at rosterwatch.com because the cheat of paper is made of magic.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.